right. Welcome back to the Prospecting Show. Today is Wednesday, February 16th. We're about 10 episodes deep into the new year here, 2022. Today we have Quinn Osha on the call. How are you? Good. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So we're going to talk a little bit today, past, present, future, kind of standard format of the prospecting show here where we, you know, highlight business entrepreneurs, people who've created something from scratch and have, you know, taken it to where they are today. Um, so first let's talk, uh, we're going to talk about what you guys have, and then we'll go backwards and talk about you. So top mark, what, what is the product? What is the service? How does it work? Yeah. So the, the easiest way to describe it is we're, we're kind of like the, the kayak for selling your vehicle. Um, you know, uh, any private parties can go on, put some basic information into our form. It takes about two minutes. And then we go out and generate uh, quotes from a bunch of the top online dealers. So uh, you can think like Carvana Vroom, stuff like that. But then we also send out um, requests from local dealers um, who can then submit cash offers to you as well over the, the next 24 hours. So we really like provide transparency in the space and allow people to get a good view of you know all the different options when it comes to selling their vehicle. Yeah, and I think it's kind of interesting because you're seeing a lot of these SaaS companies, right? There's this like boom of, of SaaS work right now where it's, hey, we got a platform, we got an online thing like Airbnb, the, the company that owns no homes, but owns every home, right? Like it's kind of this, this online platform of trading knowledge and information. Let's go back to the beginning, right? Obviously at some point you didn't have this, right? You didn't have this idea, you didn't have this built. What were you doing in the beginning? Like, where'd you go to school? What'd you do? You know, tell us a little bit about that story. Sure. Yeah. So I, um, I did my undergrad and master's in electrical engineering at Caltech. Um, thought it would be, uh, I was interested in it, but like my heart was always in software, but you know, it's one of those kind of decisions you make as a kid when you don't fully flesh it out. Uh, so I got out and, and went into a big tech company, um, called Axon. They sell body cameras and tasers to police. So I, I built a few hardware systems, uh, a few cloud connected camera systems. Uh, but quickly found out I wasn't like really a hardware kind of guy. And I, I moved into project management and uh, product management for a bit. And then I moved down to enterprise sales in Sydney, Australia for 18 months and uh, covered Asia Pacific. So that was, that was pretty cool, but it was all kind of in this journey um, to get enough experience in the different verticals of a corporation to, to feel comfortable in myself going off and, and starting something new, which I you know then did. Yeah, so, so let's talk about that transition, right? Because you, you're kind of flip-flopping between different roles and hardware and software and, you know, going halfway across the world and, you know, um, make, making a lot of pivots. When did you decide to actually make that shift? Like, what happened to say, okay, I'm going to build something myself? So, you know, it was always something that was there. Uh, you know, if you'd asked me while I was at Axon, I'd tell you, like, you know, whether it's the next job or the next, like, I'm going to go build my own company. Um, and then what actually happened was, I kind of bounced my way out of Axon because uh, it's very difficult to like go down to enterprise sales and then like try to work back into like a, the engineering org or whatnot. So it was just kind of the right time, I think, for me to transition out. Um, and then that was like mixed with the COVID, the, the start of COVID. Um, I actually flew back like on one of the last planes out of Sydney before they started shutting down the airports and stuff in March, 2020. Um, and then I got back and the plan was to get another job just to kind of get settled. But with COVID shut down everything, like I just said, all right, this is the time I'm, I've got enough experience. Um, you know, thankfully I had saved up a good amount of money and stuff. So I sort of, everything was pointing towards getting off and, and going to do something on my own. Yeah. And I think, I think everyone has that kind of piece in their head, right? Whether or not they actually build the business. I think people have, especially in the sales realm, right? They have this 
idea of, hey, I have an idea and I could monetize that idea. I'm sure there's lots of people who have ideas that don't actually follow through, but I think everyone when they're working at a company is always at some point thinks, okay, I can do this myself or I can do this better. Or I can build something, right? So how did you go from hardware and software into Topmark? Because I, I understand the natural progression in the software side, but it seems like a little bit of a jump to, to automotive and kind of focusing in that vertical. How'd you make that jump? Yes, yeah, so I, I've always been into cars. Uh, so, you know, it's just, it was what I was interested in when I started sitting down thinking about like, okay, what could I build? What industry could I build a company in? But it was actually quite difficult coming out of uh, a totally different industry. Cause I, you know, if I had gone into some police software systems, I would have had connections. I would have known the industry and stuff like that. And now I'm in this uh, very unique space. So that definitely didn't do me any favors, but at the end of the day, like, um, you have to do what you're passionate about. And I'm quite passionate about this. I've had a few bad experiences with cars in the past, like buying and selling. And, and I think there's a lot of room to be sort of improved on. Um, but I, it's not like I had the idea coming out of coming out of my former company. It kind of, it evolved over, over different stages. It started as a peer to peer marketplace. And then we found that our kind of niche here, once we started um, you know, quoting people and getting a few clients. So it kind of pushed us in that direction. Um, I also took about three months after I quit my job to just do nothing but learn to code. Um, and that was kind of like the, the, the genus or the, the start of my sort of software career slash the, the top mark platform. So tell us about the platform a little bit more in detail, right? Cause there's, there's two parts. It was like this consumer part where, Hey, I have a car. I want to sell the car. Let me check the value by, by using the platform. And then there's the, the B2B side where you go to the dealerships and now, you know, all the automotive industry businesses and work with them to be able to, to get in the platform. So walk us through the, the two pieces of the, of the platform, or maybe there's even more features than that. Yeah, no, I, I think you're, you're right on the nose there. And the cool thing about this product um, or platform is that we can kind of provide benefits to both sides um, by bringing in a bunch of different dealers um, to to our private sellers. You get more options, you get more transparency. It's easier to know, be confident in your decision to sell. Um, so as a seller, you know there's there's clear value add. It also takes away the difficulty of like driving your car around the city to like a local BMW dealer or the northern BMW dealer and the southern one. Uh, right, like that's, nobody does that, but it could actually get you a good amount of money. On the dealer side, the interesting thing is like, even though there is a little bit more competition, right now, most local dealers have no way to submit offers to private parties looking to sell. Um, and so by facilitating that and allowing them access to this huge market, um, even though we had competition, it's quite valuable because now suddenly they get more inventory um, cheaper than at wholesale auctions or, or other uh, channels. And they also get potential new buyers, right? If somebody comes in and sells a car to a dealership, there's a chance they'll want to buy a new one. And so there's a lot of benefits to them as well. Um, and so we, we've seen pretty, pretty decent success on both sides so far. And, and on the dealership side, right? Because they're going to have, you know, there's definitely a car shortage, right? We've had supply chain issues for at least two years, right? It seems like it's actually getting a little bit worse right now. I mean, maybe that's just because of, you know, people starting to buy it more and more and more, but um, it seems like it, there's quite a shortage, right? Both on the new car side, but then also used inventory to fulfill that. Like, what are you seeing that um, the dealerships are looking for in the used market? Like, well, what is the most common thing they're trying to solve for? Yeah, I mean, the, um, I think actually very recently, the inventory shortage is, is a little bit flattening out. 
Um, and so we're seeing market uh, prices coming down a tad. Um, but certainly, you know, you're exactly right. Like the, the funnel of uh, chip shortages made for a shortage of ve new vehicles. And that meant more people were buying used vehicles. And then, you know, suddenly used vehicles are now short. Um, also, the, the rental car companies have played a pretty big part in it. They bought up a lot of the stock because they dumped all of theirs at the beginning of COVID. Uh, and they can pay a lot more than an individual because they're going to resell it over five years or rent it and they're going to make money off of it. And so those that's just sent prices uh, sky high. And so we're definitely in a good space right now where like when we when we call dealers and we say, hey, you know, are you having troubles getting inventory? They say yes. <laughs> uh, so the opportunity to get inventory cheaper is obviously uh, quite a value prop for them. Yeah. And, and I would imagine that the nice part about what you guys have is it's remote and you guys can service them from anywhere really on planet earth because it's app based. And so there's this like network effect that you guys have created between pro probably multiple dealerships and multiple buyers, right? It's, it's very integrated network. What What's going on in the future? What's, what's the plan? Like you guys have a product today, you have customers today, you're building up. What, what's the next move for you guys? Yeah, I think, um, so just, Going going back on that um, a, a second, I, I think like the uh, we we provide we basically allow allow dealers um, who don't have complicated tech platforms to suddenly like start generating offers uh, to to private sellers, and so um, by doing that, we've removed the the necessity to to do all of the like marketing effort. And so we've actually like cut a big piece of work away from the, the dealer experience where now um, you basically put a number in and either a car shows up on your dealership floor or it doesn't, but they don't have to put any, any more work like calling or following up emailing. We handle sort of all that, um, which just makes the entire process a little bit more succinct. Um, so it's kind of a like no stress, like no commitment deal for the dealers. In terms of like where we go from here, uh, there's a there's sort of a few focuses on the seller side. One of the big ones is like verifying the condition of the vehicle, right? Like we do a form right now, and it's um, you know self-supplied information. But uh, sort of the next near future is one where we can basically take images and extract the the current condition from those. Um, and then not only can we like ease, make the form easier, but we can also be more confident in the, the quotes that the dealers give because we have like verified information. And so using technology to kind of validate that is um, it, I think gonna make a, a, a pretty big impact. On the dealer side, I think there's a lot of tools um, that they can give dealers more insight into like how much they're spending on vehicles versus how much they're making and their long-term profitability options. Um, you know, maybe, maybe acquiring, you know, Mazdas uh, isn't doing as well as they, they thought, but they have no insights into like what they're generally paying and, and kind of their profit per vehicle. So building out dealer tools like that to sort of give them a better understanding of how their business is operating um, will also make, I think, a, a pretty big impact in, in the near future. And, and is there any uh, B2B opportunities within the platform? Like, are there any dealerships that will trade you know, we'll, we'll pull from that kind of inventory, say, hey, I'll buy this from this individual and I'll swap it to another dealership. Is that kind of transaction happen? So, I mean, theoretically it could, um, in that most dealers are already plugged into other wholesale marketplaces. Um, so if there's like a really good deal on something, they'll buy it and then yeah, throw it out to the wholesale market. We're 
kind of trying to minimize that ex that how much that happens by connecting the right dealer with the right private party. Um, but certainly there's no reason why a dealer couldn't do that. And in the current market, like there's a lot of opportunity for them to do it. Even when the seller gets a good price, like they can still make money on the back end because again, cars are just so expensive right now. Yeah. And, and so will this work from, from state to state? Like someone could have a car in Florida that they want to sell to a dealership in Texas, or is it limited to, to the geographic area that the car is titled and currently how, how does that piece work? Yeah. So I, there's the, the big dealers all have kind of locations in, in pretty much all 50 states. Uh, so you could, you could sell to them. Um, but then in terms of the local dealers will connect you with, like if you're in New Jersey, we're not going to connect you with like a local five dealer shop, like in California. Uh, so those will be somewhat around you, um, whether they offer pickup or you have to go drop it off, um, depends on the individual dealer. Sure. Um, but that's again, one of the things that we offer that's pretty difficult to find elsewhere. It's like, you know, sometimes you just want to see your options, right? Like, okay, you may, maybe I'll get $500 less uh, from an online dealer, but I don't have to go drop it off. Like that may be worth it to me. Right. Um, but right now it's really difficult to know that. And so we sort of provide that information in a, a quick and concise fashion. Yeah, and I think it's useful too, because a lot of people have moved to these like Carvana and some of these other platforms thinking like, okay, well, you know, it's great because I'm not selling to the dealership. But again, the complexity is still there, right? Of, oh, I got to negotiate with this guy and I don't really know the value of my car and I use Kelly Blue Book and maybe that's right and maybe that's not, right? Like there's a lot of uh, intricacies on the consumer side. And then I'm sure the dealerships too, they would love to have a opportunity to get inventory, especially right now, right? Inventory that's used that they otherwise would have no idea that exists, right? Because it's not in their system or somebody else's system. So um, if, if it, let's talk to two side, right? So for the people who are consumers and, and want to check it out, right? They can go to topmark, T-O-P-M-A-R-Q.com. Um, what about the dealerships, the, or the, the people that want to use this on the business side? Should they go there as well? Or is there a spot that they should, you know, reach out to yeah. or what, what's the deal? Yeah, they can go to that uh, at the bottom. There's a link. Otherwise, you can go to topmark.com uh, slash dealers. Okay. And that's awesome. kind of our, our landing page for dealers. Yeah. So I think that's there, there's going to be a good opportunity here for, uh, there's a lot of business owners that listen to the prospecting show, mostly people that are running, you know, small and mid-sized businesses in America. And there definitely are people on here who run dealerships or, you know, used car, new car, right. That, that would listen to this kind of show. So if you are listening to that, um, let's, we'll drop the links in the description below, but top mark T O P M A R Q.com. We'll drop the description below that way you can reach out. You can see what Quinn and the team can do to help you, you know, set this up and, and get rolling with it. And then if you're a consumer and you're like, Hey, I want to check out what this experience is like. You can just go to topmark.com and, and figure it out. So um, thanks so much for coming on the prospecting show and have an amazing day. Thanks. It's been fun. Appreciate it.